Hi everyone and welcome to The Psalm Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. Why are we all breathing down the mic? <laughs> oh God. These are just one of those questions where I'm just like, I can see the answer in my head and I'm formulating it. And then the minute I start to all that comes out, yada, yada, yada. Hello, ladies and gents. Um, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. And by the question on the title of this podcast, you perhaps really want to know the answer. Um, so stick around and Perhaps we can give you some wisdom, some tools um, in order for us to answer it. But before I go any further, my name is Ife and I'm joined by two fantastic ladies and they are... Hi Kurt, hi Kurt in the building. (laughs) Guys, you can't see this but she has gunshots. I'm like, are we we in South London? You know, you should really have the sword of the spirit in your hand. I'm actually getting ready, do you get me? Um, For what? for uh i'll try to put on a london accent i failed <laughs> wow. it's it's hyper i'm just gonna stick to this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's okay it's okay to be where you are hallelujah and i'm also joined by shelly i'm sorry you will not be getting any of that from me glory <laughs> i'm so glad I just don't, I don't know why we do that, you know. But immediately we just go to gunshots. Like, I'm, you don't you don't understand my reaction when I was just watching her because she said hi, Kurt, and I'm ready to introduce myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, she's about to do something. Let me pause. <laughs> Crying, um, but yeah, let's 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 get straight into it. I really, guys, story, story, story. I was on a coach um to London because I don't know if you're like me I try and save money as much as possible but sometimes um there's a cost and that cost is often time so I was on the coach back from London that should have taken four hours but took eight hours and during that coach journey I just began to you know redeem the time um and I began to think and while I was thinking this song came on by Sam Henshaw and you know my friends here know that I like Sam Henshaw um but this song called These Hands came on and it says the lyrics go like this I'm working on my masterpiece and I'm making it with these hands this fate is not my destiny so I'm shaping it with these hands I just began to toy with the concept of is it really in our hands or is it really in God's hands and I don't think this is a new thought right because some phrases in the culture say things like take control of your destiny manifest the life that you want it's all up to you because no one is coming to save you um and and I've seen that even sometimes in my life where I have I've kind of been a passive participant and you know these phrases kind of resonate sometimes because I'm like yeah if I wake up like take control of your destiny but then I also hear things in the church that say you know by Kirk Franklin, my life is in your hands. And we sing those kind of songs. Um, and we say things like, if you want God to laugh, make plans. Or we say, Jesus, take the wheel. All is all in, in your hands, Lord. And I'm like, ah. so is it in my own hands? Like, do I do I have a role to play in this? Um, 
or is it really in God's hands? Like, who's writing the script? What's what's happening? Is life something that just happens to us, or is it something that we have to take control of? What do you guys think? <laughs> That's what I think. I think <laughs> because it's like asking me. It's like asking me what came first, the chicken or the egg. I mean, obviously, mm. as a Christian, I would say the chicken. Um, but it's a good question. I would say both. I think we we play a role because God wants us to play a role, right? Um, it's like it's like a parent. You know, let's say your parent is teaching you how to make rice. They might allow you to pour the rice in the bowl. You know, they might allow you to open the tap, but you're not going to get that rice as clean as they would. So they would maybe allow you to put your hand in the rice a little bit, but ultimately they are washing the rice. Ultimately, if you look at the bigger picture, they are cooking the rice. They're just Mm -hmm. guiding you through, allowing you to do a little bit here or there, you know, or you're baking. They might allow you to crack an egg and measure out the milk. But ultimately, they're baking the cake. And I think that's how our life is with God. Um, I think he kind of allows us to go on the journey with, or he comes on the journey with us because he's trying to teach us certain things. But ultimately, he's the one that's actually in control. Um, He may allow you to do X, Y, and Z here and there. He may allow you to have a say here. He allows us to think for ourselves and make decisions for ourselves. But ultimately, he's sovereign, right? So everything that happens is within his will and is within what he wants and what pleases him. So yeah. that's what I would say to that. Yeah. And I've heard people say that as well. And then people's response to what you've said will be like, yeah, so that means that we're puppets. But I don't think that's what you've described. You you oh. began with the identity of, of God being a father um, and then from there. But yeah, Shelley, what do you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are we all breathing down the mic? <laughs> oh gosh. This these are this is one of those questions where I'm just like, I can see the answer in my head and I'm formulating it, and then the minute I start to speak, all that comes out is yada da da da. Like this. nonsense. <laughs> are you praying? Is it tongues? <laughs> I'm just like, because I know what I want to say. I get it, especially because like I really I really love the example that um, Faith gave with the mother um, and the child baking because I believe it is a combination of both because I believe that God is sovereign, you know, so everything is according to his plan and his will. But at the same time, we also have free will that he has given us. So it's it's in the sense that like he has um, he has a plan, you know, for your life, the world and all that. But let's just narrow it down to your life for now. He has a plan for your life. Um, and but it's still your your decision to actually like act in certain ways and make certain decisions. He doesn't make your decisions for you. He actually says, OK, we can get to point B. Um, and you have to make some decisions to get there, but these decisions are on you. It's basically when uh, he's not, um, he's not puppeteering. He's not like a puppeteer. That's just like, he has strings. That's just like controlling us like that. He's just like, no, I, I have a plan. I have a vision. I have an end goal. Yeah. And by my sovereign will, this end goal will come to pass. You know, mm-hmm. I have a plan for you 
and it is my desire that you, um, you know, you submit and surrender to my will and go along with this. But these are choices that you are making. You know, you choose to put your life in his hands. You choose to actually go along with what he wants. So it's like a combination of those. But the phrase in this is... Mm -hmm. It's not easy. I think Dan Strange in his book called Making Faith Magnetic just literally lays it out so well. He says we're both in and under control. Like, we're both in control and we're both under control of God's sovereignty. Um, and I think this is the, this is another tension that we don't, well, I think about it all the time in terms of like, it's, it's a tension that we all face, Christians and unbelievers. So believers and unbelievers. Um, I think they would also acknowledge that there's some aspects of their life that they can't control. Uh-huh. But they say things like karma. Or the same things like what goes around comes around. Yeah, yeah, the universe. Or even in Sam Smith's song, Make It To Me, he says things that were destined to be, you're designed for me. People believe in superstitions because they know that even though that they are in control of their life, there's also um, an element that they can't control. They're Mm -hmm. also under control of someone. They just don't believe it's the God of the Bible. They might believe it's something else. Um, And I think that's very interesting. Mm but do we think that there are pros and cons for both being in control and being under control? I'll give you an example. So people that believe that we are under control might believe that, you know, we don't ha- we're just a passive participant. Life is just happening to us. There's nothing we can do. Do you think there's some pros and cons to that? And then the people that are in control, that we're in the driver's seat of our lives and we are the ones that make our destiny and we're the ones that manifest everything. Do you also think that there's a pro and a, or a con to that view as well? To wait, to the... I would say there are pros and cons to, because like I said, I, I believe it's a combination of both. And I believe there are advantages to them both working in tandem and working in combination with each other um, in the sense that um, with God um, in control, you know, um, and him being sovereign, it's the fact that I am minuscule, you know, I am but a dot on this earth. There are so many things that I have, I just, I I can't predict, you know, I can't foresee, I don't have control over, but then you have God because he is in control. I can, it's kind of like a weight off our shoulders and I can like, I, I can relax from that because I feel like all of us have, even if it's a bit, some of us have a bit more, but you know, we have a tendency to want to control everything and to want to, you know, um, place everything in its place and that stresses you out you know that mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of a lot of stress that you put on yourself to kind of try and make everything work and make everything be in order mm-hmm. but then you have someone who's, who's literally said actually you can relax I already have this you know I already have you know this under control you know and even by even that saying like I feel like people in general, like if someone else tells you, just a regular person tells you, I have something under control, that brings you calm. So when you have someone who's actually sovereign and they're good as well, so it's not just that they're sovereign, but they're good. And they tell you that they have everything under control. That that is just like like an amazing piece. Mm -hmm. And why I think the part that we're um, in control, why I think that's an advantage is because... We, you know, I can't turn around and say, oh, you know, this is the fault of this person. It's because I know that I, you know, I actually have a say in this. 
because people mm. want to actually have a say in you know what's happening and so when something happens I can actually say you know what this was my decision you know this is my decision to turn left I can't actually turn around and say that this was God who um, affected this in this way. I made the decision. There are consequences to that decision, um, and there is an effect to the decision that I made, but the decision was mine in the end. Yeah. So I think there are advantages to both. Yeah. I think just just teasing out what you said, so you mentioned a pro to God's sovereignty or believing that um, God, we are under God's control is that there's freedom to make mistakes like the, our whole world isn't on our heads because he's sovereign and ultimately what we do is just a drop in the ocean <laughs> of his sovereignty but also the pro um sorry the con to um being a passive participant in your life is that you evade personal responsibility and you're saying that this is we're both in and under control it means that we take responsibility for our actions. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Faith, do you want to say anything? Yeah, no, I like that. I agree. I, I'm just, I think a couple of Bible verses came to mind. The first one was um, Proverbs 16.9 that says, uh, man plans, but God orders his steps. Love that. So it's that like we're playing a part, right? We have a role to play in in what happens. And I guess that's the pro to being you said being in control and under control right so that's a pro to being in control is that we can um have a role to play but a pro to being under control is that god orders our steps so he helps us and as we're playing our role as we're doing our part and another one that came to mind was romans 8 28 that says all things work together for good to them that love god to them who are called according to his purpose again Mm. um we are because we are in control we may not always make the right decisions we may not always do the right things but all things work together because we are also under control and because god is also sovereign and he's also helping us as we are making our own decisions so i definitely agree i agree with that um there are benefits and that's why we can't isolate them and we can't um, try to just do one or be one, but we need to recognize that there's room for both. Yeah. Um, but recognizing where each one is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where to place each one as well. 100%. I, lo- I love that. There's room for both. And I think those who kind of stay on the side of um, life just happens to me and there's nothing I can do about it, um, actually, sometimes they fail to... They don't believe, as you said, as you began with faith, that the, the the view that we should have of God is not this puppet master that is, but a father that comes close, you know? So I think if, if anyone's listening to this and thinking, uh, but I just feel like, woe is me, things just happen to me, there's nothing I can do about it, I'm a victim on, of everything in the world then we fail to understand that the, the heart of God for us, that he is not just allowing things to happen and he's not just a passive participant in your life, but he's actually a God that comes close. So to continue, I think we need to begin, or we need to answer the question with with first changing our view of who God is. Mm. Um, you know, we, we, we don't have um, a distant father we don't have a god that has created and ran away from his creation because they're dirty and disgusting but we actually have a creator of heaven and earth that has made himself known so he's not an impersonal god um 
he's not using strings to talk to us. He sent us his son. And that is so important in understanding the role God plays in our lives and also the role that we play in our lives, um, that we have a good shepherd and not one that just um, <laughs> creates and leaves and runs away. Like, that's Can not I, God. Yeah, yeah, go on. Can I add to that as well? And I think the, the, the interesting part is that when it's not that we're not aware that um there's that both of these things play a role i think oftentimes is we just pick and choose when we want to um you know offer off blame right yeah when something doesn't go your way and let's say you're the person that's that's always about being in control we um people can easily dismiss it as i'm just unlucky or you know like i just I, I just don't have the best of opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. but you're usually the person that's always in control and believes that everything you want, you can have. But mm-hmm. when it's not, when it's convenient for you, you choose to surrender all of your control and say, it's all down to luck. And I had no role to play in what happened. And then the other person that's so used to being, um, I guess, the person that's like, oh, what was me? Everything always happens to me. There are times where you, where you also recognize that actually, that 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 was my doing i did that you know oh oh um something good happens oh that was all me you know i put mm. in the way i put in the effort i made it happen so it's not that we're not even aware that there's a role to play we just choose which one mm-hmm. we want to you know do and when yeah. it's convenient for us yeah and that's another thing we need to be aware of it's like are you picking and choosing what who you want to be and what you want to believe based on when it's convenient for you as well choose our contribution based on the outcome so yeah. if the outcome is good oh we had things to do with it yeah. <laughs> the outcome is bad oh no this is not this is not me at all <laughs> all that kind of stuff but if we always believe that hey we're both under control and in control I think whatever the outcome we can be we can be happy and we can be pleased knowing that ultimately um God is sovereign over all these yeah. things and we we don't say God is sovereign as a cherry on top we actually say it as the foundational and build from there because I've heard people say oh I don't really understand this but you know God is sovereign as a way to just dismiss their thought process or dismiss their fears or dismiss their their involvement it's actually no we don't say that as as a as the finishing touch we say it as a foundation because God is sovereign let us now begin to build right because God is sovereign if you think about God's sovereignty as a canvas because God is sovereign let's begin to paint (laughs) rather than oh we're gonna paint and then because God is sovereign we're just gonna he's gonna put some splatter on top it's like no like let's begin with his sovereignty as a foundation and I think we see this in Genesis as well the Bible's really clear in Genesis 1 of who begins this whole narrative it is God right the Bible's also clear that we have responsibility but it's always in view of God's sovereignty and ownership. Our responsibility is always in view of his sovereignty and ownership. So as I said, with that canvas analogy, it's not that we just paint what we want to do. It's like, no, we begin with God's sovereignty and ownership and then we begin to paint on top and then we have responsibility on top as was given, right? God didn't give Adam 
um, and Eve responsibility before he began to say some things. He said some things, he created the canvas and then he gave them responsibility. So we can't run away from it. We can't run away from God's sovereignty and we can't run away from responsibility. They're both there in the beginning and I believe they're always going to be there because it, it teaches us who God is and also teaches us who we should be in light of who God is. Um, amen. So I think that's kind of freeing that we don't have ultimate authority and autonomy but oh, yeah. it also means that we can't be lazy and do nothing because we also have responsibility yeah. see how it's kind of like ah, 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 tension for real so <laughs> what do you think this truth of genesis that we have seen in scripture and also in our lives what do you think this truth frees us to do but also constrains us or stops us from doing Honestly, i'll give you an I example oh do you want to go go on I was gonna say it. <laughs> it yeah, it frees us from fear. I think. Mm. I, I think once you because once you can trust in God, you know, you you trust in who He is and know who He is and know that okay, God is sovereign. You know, He has this all under control. You know, because there, there's a lot of things we can't actually. You know, we can't control because you know we just we can't. And I think a lot of a lot of people's automatic instinct is to go to fear. Okay, fear of failure. You know, fear of not getting this correct. Fear mm. of like you know uh, just it just not being perfect. But then with God being in control, you're just like okay, if I actually do what I'm called to do, you know, if I do my part, you know, even if it seems like okay, I haven't actually completed the picture. It's just like, okay, you know what? You're probably not seeing the whole thing. God ha has the full picture and he knows exactly what it's meant to be used and what you needed to do. And it's all going to work out. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't have to fear about that failure. I'm just like, okay, God, <laughs> I've done mine. And then you can actually, <laughs> you actually, you were the foundation. So <laughs> what I've started on, I've started on solid ground. So this is not going to crash. So I cannot, you know, I can actually be safe from that fear of all those bad things happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's definitely the best part of that. Hundred. Yeah, I like that. I think oh, fear is yeah, a big one. I think another one is freedom. Um, freedom to be radical, not reckless, but radical to be come through. You know, to be different, to do the things that people will question and be like, "Are you okay? You did what?" And you're like, yeah, you know, because you know the God that you serve and you know that he ha he actually holds, he literally holds your life, your whole life in his hands. Yo, your it's whole okay. life. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. Like you can do stuff. You can do the things that people are not doing. You can do the things that people will question. You can do the things that, that are scary, but um, he has called you to, you know, yeah. because you know that he's in control. So that's another one that I would say freedom yeah. to, be, to be radical, but not mm -hmm. reckless. Hundred percent, and that's the thing. Like, we actually we're free to do those things. So when people say things like, "Oh, we're all gonna be all right," I'm just sometimes I want to ask, "How do you know?" Like, <laughs> because you 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 are pointing to being under control, right? It's all going to be okay in the end. How do you know? Because you have an idea of God's sovereignty. It's worked out before because mm -hmm. you're not the one in, the, in control of your life. You you know that you're under control. You just don't know it's the God of the Bible. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, but yeah, we are all going to be all right because it is God who holds us in the palm of his hands. It's him. That's why we're going to be all right. But anyway, I, I agree. We are free to not live in fear. We're free to try. We're free to be radical and not reckless. We're free 
um, as I wrote here, we're free from being, from trying to prove ourselves through our achievements. It's okay. We don't have to do that anymore because it's not in our hands. Okay. We're free from perfection. Ha ha ha. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. We're free um, of, of like constantly worrying. Like what if, what if, what if it's okay. We can try, we can write things on the canvas and know that ultimately it's going to turn out the way that God wants it to. He's going to work all things out for our good. But with the knowledge that we have of him, we can begin to make decisions. But it also constrains us because, again, we've been given responsibility. It constrains us um, to be accountable for our actions because God is going to cause us to give an account. <laughs> we, as, as faith says so beautiful we can't just beautifully we can't just be reckless about it so i can do whatever i want i can just do this i can do this well no you can't because we're still constrained by this truth of not having full autonomy but still have a responsibility we're going to have to give an account we're also constrained to be compassionate to other people um and not just to look not 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 just to look wait what am i trying to say not just to look past people's hurts right but we're still call to be compassionate towards other people to see the hurting and to meet their needs and again as I said before we're also constrained by responsibility so these are the things we can't run away from and it's the tension of our lives of both being in control and under control Um, but I think there's wisdom in the bible for how to live that and we can see that through the life of Jesus right because he was he was a person that lived um and is living now in heaven hallelujah but his life was in God's hands but he also had responsibility here on earth to do some yeah. things right and he acknowledged um how much he was in he was under control by saying things like I only do what the father does I must now go and pray this um this will be fulfilled I will die and um, but be raised up not my will but yours be done so he had an understanding that he was also under control but he also exercised responsibility and authority here on earth by calming the sea healing the high priest servant in in the garden of Gethsemane feeding the 5,000 um training disciples reading out in synagogues doing radical things <laughs> um w- walking across um the, the sea carrying his cross to die he still had responsibility here on earth while living under control of a sovereign god and we have that res- that we have that example here on here now on how we can live our lives you know what I mean? And I think, as we said, it has to begin with the way that we view God. Um, he's not distant. He's not impersonable. He's close and he's near. And he even sent his son and he left his spirit. Hallelujah. So that we may always know this truth. But I love John ten eleven. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Yeah. So he, we're not we don't have a God. We don't believe in a God that is distant and far away <laughs> um and just has things happen to us um but we're both under his sovereign merciful control but we'll also be given responsibility here on earth um and it might be worth you just thinking about which which place you normally land on do you normally land on the on the part that um wants to be the, the the owner of of their own lives and believe that they're in charge of their destiny or are you the person that is a passive particip- participant in their lives and just feels like what is me anything's gonna happen and I am I life just happens to me and there's nothing I can do about it like which which part do you normally land on I think it's probably worth thinking about that but also thinking about the truth that we mentioned that is found in Genesis um of God having 
sovereignty and ownership and in view of that we are given responsibility and seeing that um that better if that makes sense yeah i know that makes sense i don't know why we always say if that makes sense, when we do <laughs> make sense. why do we do that, that? sometimes it's just I a killer confirmation <laughs> i genuinely worry if it made sense because, oh, okay yeah like when i say does that make sense i'm like i said a lot <laughs> yeah i need to confirm that especially yeah. because like you know when something you know it makes sense in your head, but you're kind of just like, did it come out like I thought it did? Okay, so did that make sense? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, fantastic. But thank you so much for listening, ladies and gents. And um, if you learned something, if if you found something useful here please feel free to share with your friends and begin a discussion as well um, and conclude with jesus in the name of jesus but yeah thank you so much for listening and we will you will hear us on the next episode hallelujah bye guys So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.